Hello Cryptonauts, today is August 27, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that same Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10, actually top bottom or bottom top, whatever you want to call it, the last 10, the last 10 coins on CoinGecko. Not that they're bad. It looks like some of them are building up their their numbers, but these are the top 10 bottoms, top bottom 10s. <laughs> I guess that's how we're going to call it, top bottom 10s. Starting off with Stratus with, uh, what is that? Three cents. Yep, Stratus with three cents with a 4.3% loss. Uh, so that's technically 91st place. 92nd place is Ampleforth with 69 cents with 13.8% gain. Okay, 93rd place Decentraland with 10 cents with 10 cents for a whopping 14.4% gain. Wow, you're making money on these two. Uh, 94th place Serum with $2.74. With a 24.9% gain. That's more more money. 95th place, HUSD, settling at $1 for a 0.2% loss. 96th place is Hollow, worth 0.00073 of a cent for a 0.1% loss. 97th place is Bancor Network Token. Worth $1.96 for a good 7.7% gain. 98th place, Ren BTC worth, whoa my goodness, Ren BTC worth $11,444.24, up by 0.4%. 99, Mona coin worth $1.74 for a 0.8% loss. 100th place is Solana worth $3.78 for a 10.9% gain. Wow. Even though they're, they're the top bottom of the 100 of CoinGecko, if that makes any sense. It's the last 10 of the 100 on CoinGecko. And some of these actually are legitimate. I mean, these these are legitimate platforms. They're They're like... They're all good. These are not just like scam coins. They're all good. They're worth something. And they got a good market cap. All of them. All of them had a good market cap. And they're, they're turning some profit. They're turning some real good profit. Whoever's holding those is making some good coin. All right. Let's get to... Uh, oh, no. Actually, um, your overall market cap is at $370.9 billion. Down 0.1%. All right. Let's get to your crypto news of the day.
Alright, Cryptonauts, as another friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. First news written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Korean crypto firm partners with major bank for blockchain product. One of Korea's most prominent crypto and blockchain firms, Icon Loop, announced a partnership yesterday with Shinhan Bank, the country's second largest commercial bank, to issue Know Your Customer Compliance cert Certificates as per a release. It is one in a long list of blockchain and crypto-based projects to be launched in Korea's public domain this year. Others include an Ethereum-powered beach payment system and the use of blockchain-based apps for verifying driver license, which I, I like that. I think we should do that. I mean, because the DMV is not so hot. With Icon Loop's new development, one of the first instances of bank crypto firm partnerships. Through its mobile app, Zizong, which use, uses the firm's blockchain-based decentralized identity, DID service, Icon Loop will issue a KYC certificate accessible on its native blockchain for any interested users, who can then remotely open a Shinhan bank account using just their mobile app. This eliminates the need for paper documents and other extensive compliant demands, the release said. That's, they're doing it right. They're absolutely. 100%. I'm, I'm for that as well. In fact, I have an I do own or I do have an account, an online account that I set up with the bank. I never I, I don't even know if they have a brick and mortar motor uh, bank motor 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 brick and mortar bank physical bank. But they have online bank, and the only reason I opened it up because they were actually paying out a little higher fees, well, a lot of higher fees than. Uh, uh, physical banks so that's why I deposit deposit my my savings into there but then of course I converted over to cryptos and moved it over to the Celsius network earning compounded interest mm -mm -mm. all right users holding the compliance certificates can also use the KYC facility with Shinhan's partner com companies making it faster for them to access financial services such as brokerage credit cards and insurance accounts Jung was it Jung Jung Hyup Kim, the founder of Icon Loop, commented on the launch. Quote, the issuance of the compliance certification with Shinhan Bank is of great significance because it is the first commercialized of DID services used in the financial sector in Korea. Zizong is one of the main players of the MyID Alliance, a blockchain-focused and government-recognized consortium in Korea with over 77 members, ranging from commercial banks to local governments and e-commerce comp companies. Awesome. I like that. I mean, they're doing it right. Next news written by Liam Frost. Binance.uk joins UK, Crypto UK's executive community. Binance.uk, the international cryptocurrency exchange's British arm, has joined crypto-focused self-regulatory trade, trade association Crypto UK as an executive member of the company announced today. Quote, we are committed to working with both our industry peers and policymakers to facilitate discussions on and education that fosters sustainability policies development in the UK to support and promote a continued focus on financial services innovation, said Binance.UK Director Tiana Baker-Taylor. 
what is Crypto UK? According to the announcement, Binance.UK will assume a seat on the Crypto UK Executive Committee alongside companies including Coinbase, CoinShares, CryptoCompare, eToro, and Ripple. The, com the committee is in charge of steering Crypto UK's strategic directions, including its code of conduct, policy position, and governance, with a view to ensuring that UK fulfills its global leadership potential in this quickly developing and expanding industry. Yes, yes, because blockchain is the it's it's amazing how just a couple years ago all these banks and all these governments were just frowning upon blockchain tech. And I always said blockchain tech is the future. I said it from day one when I read Satoshi's white paper. And if you have not read Satoshi's white paper, I highly recommend that you not only read once you read it a multitude of times, truly understand what the origins where this all came from. It's it's magical. Anyways, next news written by Alexander Becherens. Binance says it will fight crypto fraud with new alliance. What? Binance announced today a partnership with Oasis Labs to launch the Crypto Safe Alliance, a global effort in crypto businesses to share security and anti-fraud intelligence. According to Binance, an alliance member will be able to share real-time intelligence on hacks and other malicious incidents pri uh, privately without exposing user data to competitors. In other words, it will theoretically become easier to track stolen funds or trace money laundering activities because there's no fear of losing a competitive edge. Binance has a stake in the outcome. The exchange recently revealed close cooperation with Ukrainian authorities that helped take down a money laundering operation worth an alleged $42 million. Though not as well, though not as well known as its partners, Oasis Labs has significant backing and bringing some privacy chops to the table. It raised $45 million in 2018 seed round from investors, including venture capital firms A16Z Crypto, Polychain Capital, Pantera Capital, and more. By leveraging Oasis Privacy Software Development Kit SDK, the CryptoSafe Alliance platform could provide tools for regulatory, regulators, uh, cybersecurity experts, and big industry players to combat bad actors. Specifically, the platform would allow the Alliance members to aggregate and analyze sensitive exchange data without revealing the source or direct contents of the data itself. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Those bad guys, they're going to get caught. Don't be a bad guy. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Coinbase Custody and Bison Trails offers staking for Solana. New York-based infrastructure company Bison Trails today announced an extended integration with Coinbase Custody, which provides offline asset storage solutions. This will allow Coinbase Custody clients to stake Solana tokens on the Bison Trail platform. This integration means that Coinbase Custody clients have a new means of participating in token storage. The practice of staking becomes easier with this integration as users will now be able to participate directly from the Coinbase Custody interface itself. The initiative, quote, the initiative is a big deal for Bison Trails, our collaboration with Coinbase Custody, further our missions to democratizing access to the whole digital asset ecosystem and making it easier for folks to participate, Joe Lalu's CEO of Bison Trails told Decrypt. All right, next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Bitmax CEO says banking failures are to DeFi's gain. Decentralized finance application and yield farming projects promising annual returns of 1,000% may sound like a scam, but for Arthur Hay, CEO of Crypto Derivatives Exchange Bitmax, they present an opportunity. In this blog titled, Dreams of a Peasant, Haynes penned down his thoughts of 
the ballooning DeFi market and listed some points on how obscure smart contracts and funny sounding altcoins can deem an attractive investment for risk seeking investors in the world of low interest bank, bank rates, despite referring them as shitcoins. The memes are hilarious, yam based, etc. And the fact that these tokens are worth more than zero in a testament to the financial repression hoisted upon savers by the all-powerful central bankers, said Hayes. He added, when faced with severe income inequality and free money, financial uh, speculations will surge. Would you rather work for 30 years for stagnant to negative real income gains and services to a mega uh, corporations, or would you rather come to play in the intellectual casinos that are the financial markets. Haynes referred to the grim economic outlook that befalls the financial systems of today, spurred by factors like raising inflations, um, money printing, and the illicit uh, and the ill effects of ongoing coronavirus pandemics. The latter has particularly resulted in the widespread job losses, business shutdowns, the lack of work opportunities, and even shaved the valuations of global banking players by trillions of dollars. But that can lead to a scenario where trading worth memes under the guise of technology ceased to be so drafted, Haynes said. While the majority of activities is the economically wasteful, the underlying ability to build an ecosystem of dApps enabling programmable finance is a big improvement over the slow, analog, expensive legacy financial systems, he wrote. Alright, next news. Written by Andrew Hayward. Singapore to attempt blockchain food safety system. Companies like Walmart and Dole have been testing blockchain for food safety for years. Now the Singapore government wants to do it on a national scale. Faced with food safety crisis on an island nation that imports more than 90% of its food from other countries, the Singapore Food Agency has teamed up with Veritag and ST Engineering to develop a blockchain-based system for tracking food from creation up to the point of sale. Veritag's system is based on the NULS blockchain, an open-source and adaptive blockchain network designed for app developers. The NULS Foundation is also based out of Singapore and earlier this year, it announced the Nerve Network, a cross-chain initiative that can bridge to Bitcoin or Ethereum. Awesome. Next news written by Will Heisman. Monero's fluffy pony to speak at 7th Hacker Congress in Prague. The 7th Annual Hacker Congress, a three-day event gathering cypherpunks, libertarians, hackers, and crypto aficionados will be broadcast worldwide on the event's new stream service, Hacker Congress, what is that, Parallelny Police TV, HCPP TV. Held in the cryptocurrency-only cafe, Parallelny Police Prague, the renowned cypherpunk event, which kicks off on October 2nd, will host a range of speakers, including Monero Project Lead Ricardo Spagni, aka Fluffy Pony, Trezor founder Elena Vranova, and earlier cypherpunks, and Wright Douglas Ruskoff, among several others. This year's cypherpunk gathering will delve into privacy, focusing primarily on how to safeguard data against database databases, drones, and hostile AIs in the age of digital totality. 
For the unable to make the round trip to Europe, the event will be broadcast over cyberspace via the Hackers Congress new webcast service. Quote, we're delighted to be able to launch HCPP TV and deliver HCPP's unique content and thoughtful insight to our community of cypherpunks and activists around the globe, said event organizer Pavel Luptak. The previous six Congress have to- have sold out months in advance. The current global situation provides us with the opportunity to open the Congress to a new audience that might not otherwise have been able to make it to Prague, he added. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Next news, written by Liam Frost, Blockfolio CEO on its 150 millionth acquisition by FTX Exchange. Blockfolio CEO Edward Moncada joined us on the latest episode of the De- Daily uh, of the Decrypt Daily podcast, de- detailing how Hong Kong-based cryptocurrency derivatives exchange FTX ended up acquiring his company for 150 million dollars. It's still pretty surreal to me. It's pretty exciting. FTX is acquiring Blockfolio for 150 million. It's been a little. A little time in the making, you know, something that started out a few months ago, but we're finally getting to the finish line on it, said Mankata, adding, I've been so excited about it, we wanted to tell the whole world about it, it's nice to finally have it out there. As Decrypt reported yesterday, FTX announced the acquisition of cryptocurrency portfolio tracker Blockfolio for $150 million. The exchange plans to collaborate with Mankata's company on a retail trading application, which it hopes to launch this fall. All right, next news. Written by Robert Stevens. Shapeshift alleges former employees stole $900,000 in Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency company Shapeshift today filed a civil lawsuit against uh, action in U.S. District Court against Azamat Mukhidivnov, whom Shapeshift hired as a senior software engineer in August 2018. The company accused... Mukhidov Divnov of accessing Shapeshift's computer infrastructure to install a program that drip-fed Bitcoin from Shapeshift's corporate account to an external wallet. Between November 2019 and May 2020, Mukhidov alleged managed to siphon approximately 90 Bitcoin from Shapeshift's corporate account to his own. Stated simply, someone has stolen via electronic transfer $900,000 worth of Bitcoin from Shapeshift, reads Shapeshift's com- complaint filed yesterday. In May, in May, Shapeshift used a tremendous amount of internal and external resources to work out the culprit. It concluded that Mokhidinov was to blame. Let's see. Alright. Alright. So what's going to happen to him? Let's go down. This In total, Shapeshift's costs and expenses relating to the investigation of Azamat's theft and the repair of its effects totaled tens of thousands of dollars, if not more, it said. It now wants Mokhidinov to pay it back. Okay, next news. Written by Daniel Phillips. Digital currency group enters the Bitcoin mining industry. Crypto-focused venture capital company Digital Currency Group is now moving into the cryptocurrency mining industry with a subsidiary foundry. Following the inception of Bitcoin mining in 2009, the cryptocurrency mining industry initially emerged as a lucrative market for solo miners mining Bitcoin with their laptops or computers. But in recent years, the barrier to entry has dramatically increased as massive corporate entities now dominate the landscape and a large chunk of the Bitcoin hash rate. 
According to a press release, Foundry was designed to help institutional investors better access the cryptocurrency mining and staking industry, which has been largely dominated by private firms like Bitmain and Canyon Creative. Foundry's involvement in the cryptocurrency mining industry currently encompasses equipment financing and procurement, as well as mining, staking, and advisory services. We want to empower decentralized infrastructure in the new digital economy, and our work will support the development and growth of mining operations, particularly in North America, said Mike Collier, CEO of Foundry. All right, next news, written by Amy Castor. Fed announces new inflation approach, a move that could benefit Bitcoin. The Federal Reserve says it is pushing aside a 40-year-old practice of lifting interest rates to stave off higher inflation in favor of a new approach. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell announced the move Thursday in a speech at the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium Conference, which has been forced to go virtual because of the coronavirus. The new policy, dubbed average inflation targeting, means the central bank will be more apt to allow inflation to run higher than the standard 2% target before hiking interest rates. It also means the Fed will be less inclined to increase interest rates with the unemployment rate falters so so long as inflation creeps up as well. In his speech, Powell touched on one of the most painful lessons of the 1970s when consumers' price inflation, which was running below 2% in the early 1960s, had risen into the double digits, but also cautioned that nearly a decade of low inflation carries its own troubles. Many find the counterintuitive that the Fed would would want to push up inflation, he said, prepared, uh, in his, he said in prepared remarks. However, inflation is persistently too low, can pose serious risk to the economy. What does this mean? The news could be good for those folks looking for easy money. Many investors say that the stock market is propped up by the Fed's $3 trillion of freshly printed money created in the efforts to avert economic crisis during the coronavirus. This has brought a slew of easy money folks, among them Barstool Sports David Portnoy, who has recently gotten into the day trading and dabbling into cryptocurrency into the stock market. In the old way of doing things, if inflation started to rise up above 2%, the Fed would be under the gun to raise interest rates to keep it from gaining any higher. But now, the new model on the central banks has agreed to allow inflation to run moderately above the Fed's 2% goal. All right, all right. There are consequences for that, but all right. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. How to buy Bitcoin anonymously. Bitcoin isn't anonymous. At best, it's pseudonymous. You can hide your real identity easily enough, but anyone can trace your transactions on a public ledger and leverage that information to find out who you really are. Seeking anonymity isn't just the... isn't just the preserve of criminals and those with something to hide. There are plenty of good reasons you might want to buy Bitcoin anonymously. The know your customer data held by cryptocurrency exchanges is a prime target for hackers, with several exchanges including Binance and CoinSquare having been hacked in recent years. Alright, let's scroll on down. How to buy Bitcoin anonymous in person. If you're looking to buy Bitcoin and remain anonymous, one of the ways of doing so is using a Bitcoin ATM. Most Bitcoin ATMs accept cash in exchange for Bitcoin, meaning that you can purchase Bitcoin while retaining your privacy. Which is not completely true because, uh, well, maybe, maybe there are some Bitcoin ATMs out there that, that you don't have to scan your ID. But um, I know there's a couple of them that are local here in Silicon Valley that... You have to uh, 
take a photo of your driver license front and back with the camera provided by the ATM and then you can make a purchase set up your account and then make your purchase alright what's the next one um, a second strategy is good old-fashioned physical meeting using peer-to-peer marketplace like Paxful it's possible to find a seller to meet in person by filtering by location fiat currency and amount of Bitcoin you're after of course this requires a degree of trust on both buyers and sellers parts and cash in person offers a relatively few and far between of such sites okay buying Bitcoin anonymously online. Obviously, offline strategies can take you so far. The crypto industry's home is for the internet, after all. The good news is that there are plenty of ways to reduce digital footprints of your Bitcoin, including peer-to-peer exchanges, privacy-preserving browsers, and tumbling services available on the dark web. Peer-to-peer exchanges, also known as the decentralized exchange, peer-to-peer exchanges uh, arrange trades directly between users without exchange itself holding any funds. This includes platforms such as local Bitcoins, Potentially as a world's largest peer-to-peer crypto exchange. Okay, what else? Anonymous tools and Bitcoin tumblers. Firstly, consider using Tor or the uh, Onion router. Tor obfuscate your online activity by sending your data to different servers, all of which are heavily encrypted. This makes it incredibly difficult, but not impossible, for someone to identify you. But it's also important to use a VPN on top of Tor. Just in case the first and last machines you connect to via Tor are owned by the same person. Next up is Tails, or the amnestic incognito live system, which can and should be run alongside Tor. Tails forces all of your computer's incoming and outgoing connections through Tor itself and blocks any non-anonymous connections automatically. Hey, I didn't know that. Tails, huh? Okay, what else? There are many Bitcoin tumblers out there, but in the spirit of anonymity, it's safer to use the tumblers that are available on the dark web, like Bitmexer or Grams Helix. At the very least, make sure to use a decentralized tumbler like Cash Shuffle, so you don't have to trust a centralized entity with your data. Okay, what else? Without using anonymous tools, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are, in many ways, easier to trace than cash transactions. Imagine your bank balances and transactions history were instantly viewable online by just searching your account number. Wow, okay. Fully uh, anonymizing your Bitcoin is a a tricky business, but that doesn't mean you should dismiss the need for privacy. Alright, next news written by The Defiant. Fed Chair says money printers will go burr faster. Bitcoiners not surprised. Whatever Bitcoiners warns against happened today. Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said that the U.S. monetary authorities will let inflation shoot above its 2% target to privilege the labor market. The obvious argument to make is that this is good for Bitcoin. It's a tired meme, but right now it seems to be especially appropriate. And sure enough, Bitcoin jumped 2% after Powell's speech to $11,550. Traditionally, markets also reacted with the S&P 500 rallying to new highs while yields on longer maturity U.S. bonds climbed. But while markets are still rallying to the unexpected policy shift, Bitcoin's quickly lost most of its gain, a sign of the, of the news was already incorporated into the price. The fact that the feds can and will make the money printers go burr even faster isn't surprising to the crypto markets and only deserve a knee-jerk reaction. The price, this 
is good for crypto. Still, Powell's statement points to a trend that should be supported that should support cryptocurrencies in the long term. Faster inflation means that there are more money in the economy to buy the same amount of goods, increasing consumer prices and eroding the currency's value. When prices increase in the US climbs over 2%, the Fed hikes rates to incentivize the market to stash some of the money in savings. But now Powell and 11 other policymakers decide decided behind closed doors the world's most powerful central bank will change its policies. It won't act, it won't act when this happens and we'll just let inflation run higher. Here's what's troubling about that statement. It's a reminder that all small groups of people has absolute power over the direction of the fiat currency, in this case the world's reserved currency. The Federal Reserve has the dual mandate to protect the labor markets and to keep consumer prices at bay. The problem is that two goals are often opposed and in the world that's increasingly leaning towards populism, central banks will choose to privilege the job market over keeping inflation targets. This means the currency loses. All right. All right, next news. Written by The Defiant. Yam Finance yield farmers show they're not just Dagon gamblers. Dagon, Dagon gamblers. Yam Finance, a yield farmer's paradise with which aggregated $600 million in TVL in less than 48 hours, will direct 1% of its future treasury to Gitcoin grants public goods funding upon the forthcoming V3 migration. Inspired by a community tweet, Gitcoin CEO Kevin Awoki took took the governance forum to the proposed that Yam's Bountiful Treasury, which had previously aggregated $500,000 in V1 before testing, before being lost to a bug, passed it along to the tech grants category. It was obvious that the community would decide to funnel part of the treasury to Gitcoin's grants as early voting resulted against the proposal. After some peer pressure, willingness to contribute to the common good prevailed. Alright, next... Bunch of numbers. Here we go. Quote, it, it is very important to these stakeholders that we will continue to harden this digital infrastructure. Awaki told the, 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 the defiant. By properly funding the infrastructure, the YAM slash Wi-Fi stakeholders are contributing to the public good of the Ethereum ecosystem, responsibly contributing to the public good and increasing the chances we can get to the moon without another... Ex- uh, existential disaster like the Dow, Dow hack or the infamous Heartbleed bug. This shift in narrative goes to show that yield farmers can be more than a Degen zero-sum game. The DeFi community is now banded together to help support public good fundings, a problem that has plagued open source development since inception. Alright, next news. Written by Amy Castor. Suspect in Bitfinex case held accounts at a dozen of the world's top banks. In a new court filing today, U.S. prosecutors, U.S. prosecutors subcommittee subcommitted a list of black bank accounts subject to forfeitures in its ongoing case against uh, Reginald Reginald Fowler, the Arizona businessman and ex-Minnesota. Viking minority owner charged with operating a shadow banking operation. 
Bowler is linked to the missing $850 million that crypto exchange Bitfinex has been accused of hiding. The exchange claims that the money was deposited in with Panamanian payment processor Crypto Capital Core and then seized. Through no fault of Bitfinex by law enforcement in the U.S., Poland, and Portugal, according to Feds, Bowler has access to $350 million stashed in some 60 bank accounts all over the world. The latest court documents is part of a super, uh, superseding indictment filed against Fowler in a Manhattan court in February, which adds a fifth charge of wire fraud and claimed that he obtained money through false and fraudulent pretenses to fund a professional sports league. Fowler invested $25 million, $25 million in a failed Alliance of America football right before its inaugural season, uh, season and shortly before his arrest on April 30, 2019. The bill of particular lists 56 banks, bank accounts at some of the world's top financial institutions, including Bank of America, Bank of the Philippine Islands, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, Kaixa uh, Bank, Citibank, Deutsche Bank, Enterprise Bank, HSBC, JP Morgan Chase, Santander, UK, SunTrust Bank, Wells Fargo. Right, several bank accounts held in Fowler's own name, while others are held under the following companies. Uh, that's, that's a lot. I'm not. Let me see. Just a couple of them: CIA Technology Global Ltd., uh, Eurocontrol, uh, GTS Canada Corporations, MOGW, and Spiral Sports Two. All right. I mean, there's a bunch more on there, but I'm not gonna read them all. Anyways, next news written by Alexander Behrens. DeFi Investors Framework Venture raises $8 million to fund own labs. Framework Ventures announced today an $8 million seed investment led by investor firm Station 13 designed to help grow the new Framework Lab team of researchers, traders, and engineers for the DeFi market. With the funding, Framework has hired the former CTO and co-founder of decentralized exchange IDEX and former Wavemaker Partners Principal Roy Lerner. The investment comes as DeFi keeps heating up, locking more billions of user values in a rapidly growing ecosystem. We're exceptionally proud to unveil Framework Labs, the manifestation of Framework's venture network capital thesis. The alpha will be generated as much by the hard work during the network maturation. Maturation? What is that? Maturity. It's supposed to be like, okay, maturation, whatever as it is picking winners early framework ventures co-founder michael anderson said okay uh, in addition to the direct investment in DeFi protocol tokens and infrastructure already undertaken framework ventures framework labs will continue to contribute to the DeFi ecosystem by helping craft and vote on governance proposal it will also mentor nascent crypto startups and provide full stack engineering support to build consumer facing applications that interact with DeFi under the hood all right next news Written by Andrew Hayward. Gemini Trading Widget added to popular privacy browser Brave. Privacy-centric web browser Brave, which not only blocks web ads and tracking, but also rewards users for viewing native ads with basic contention tokens. Today announced a partnership with cryptocurrency exchange Gemini, and it has already manifested within the browser itself. Starting today, Brave desktop browser can actively can activate the official Gemini trading widget, which is accessible by opening a new tab. The Gemini card on the screen lets account holders trade any crypto assets listed by Gemini, as well as the as their new account balances and deposit address. Furthermore, verified Brave content creators 
can custody their assets and the Gemini Creator Wallet. Bat payments received from Brave users can be sent to the wallet, which can also be, which can also hold other cryptos and fiat assets that Gemini supports. Well then, that kind of allows me to plug in my Gemini referral, which I have it in the, in the description below. Check it out. That's why I recommend them. I mean, they're doing things. They're doing good things. Winklevoss wins. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. U.S. links 280 crypto accounts to North Korean hackers. What? The United States Department of Justice today identified 280 cryptocurrency accounts it believes were involved in laundering money from two large hacks in 2019. Both attacks allegedly estimated uh, emanated from North Korea. And a forfeiture complaint filed filing made in the U.S. District Court, units of the inter, uh, Internal Revenue Services, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, and U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement requested positions of those 280 identified accounts. First, the hack in question, which occurred in July 2019, involved the theft of roughly $272,000 and relatively obscured cryptocurrency tokens, including Proton tokens and Play Game tokens from the cryptocurrency exchange. Subsequent investigations discovered that those funds were laundering laundered by converted into other cryptocurrencies the second attack in september 2019 netted around 2.5 million dollars in cryptocurrencies from a u.s company digital wallet the attack attacker then allegedly used 100 or so accounts at an exchange to launder the money all right uh, okay next news written by matthew de salvo mexico finance agency bank's biggest money laundering threat Banks in Mexico are the most attractive to money launderers in the country, a new report has claimed. As originally reported by Mexican daily El Economista, the largest bank banks in Mexico, the G7, are the most risk of being used for money laundering. The news report published last week looks at the results of the National Risk Assessment of Money Laundering and Financing of Terrorism by the country's Financial and Intelligent Unit of the Ministry of Finance and Public Credit. Its findings says that despite the G7 banks being the most regulated, the highest amount of dirty money passes through them. The G7 comprises the big banks in Mexico, City uh, Banamex, BBVA, uh, Bancomer, Banco Santander Mexico, uh, Bantore, HSBC Mexico, Scotia Bank in Vertlat, and Banco M Bursa. The report says that that previously, previously four sectors of the financial systems were considered most likely to be used for money laundering, but now the G7 and banks that carry out foreign exchange activity are most likely culprits out of the, out of any financial institutions in Latin America, second largest economy. Banks in Mexico have long had trouble with money laundering. In 2012, HSBC agreed to pay a record $1.92 billion in fines to U.S. authorities after Mexican and Colombian drug cartels were found to be using the bank to launder drug money. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Next news, written by, oh, it's our last news, written by Alexander Behrens. Quantstamp audits IDEX 2.0 smart contracts as launch nears. The IDEX decentralized exchange is gearing up for its V2 launch with a focus on users' security. The exchange chose Quantstamp to review its code for the IDEX 2.0 release. 
The implied aim was to put user security at the forefront at risk proliferate in a rapid expanding DeFi market. The IDEX exchange launched on the Ethereum mainnet in October 2017 and raised more than $5 million in a January 2018 token sale. Its IDEX trading portal somewhat resembles the experience of centralized exchanges like Coinbase Pro or Binance. That is, it offers features like limit orders and gas free canceled transactions. Moreover, the platform process, processes trades and balances liquidity similar to centralized systems. Underneath the hood, however, IDEX uses a series of smart contracts deployed on the Ethereum blockchain. That means it only moves funds or executes trades with transactions signed by a user's wallet or custody provider. IDEX 2.0 aims to use enhanced smart contracts designed to lower gas fees, implement a layer 2 scaling solutions for the exchange, and create enhanced APIs so that it can integrate with other DeFi products. With the audit complete, IDEX anticipated the upgrade could launch as early as September. Alrighty then, Cryptonauts, that is the end of our news for today. With that said, if you're looking to unramp your fiat, I do have two referral links, one being Coinbase, one being Gemini. Check them out, use them. Um, I recommend them. Not that I agree with them, um, but I recommend them both because they're very easy to use for newcomers. Um, and if you're looking to earn compounded interest in like kind tokens for your fiat then use the Celsius network which is another referral link that I have below check it out let me know what you think with that said I'll catch you all on the next one adios